Season 15 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta is now over. It's done. Kaput. Kabosh. Okay? It's over. Drew has literally sang the swan song. We now know who we want to keep, who we want to get rid of. Should we do a full reboot? We know all of that. Y'all, Brandon Good is back with me today. And y'all know when he comes on here, we have a good meaty conversation about all of the things. Okay? Not only do we talk about Atlanta and where it goes from here, we touch on all the other Bravo shows. We talk about Salt Lake City, the new edition like Monica and Mary Cosby being back. We talk about the Real Housewives of New York and what they're giving, and now that we know them a little better, we can judge. We talk about OC. We even touch on Married to Medicine. We even talk about a little bit of Marvel and what we're excited about, Loki, the Marvels, all of that, okay? Before you get into this conversation, drop down to the bottom of the screen or the top if you're on Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review. I know we love those. It's your new episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it! right you're listening to reality and comics 2 the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted tv and film i'm kendrick but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek you want some hot takes about the real housewives or love island or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the marvel cinematic universe or hbo's white lotus or euphoria well you're in the right place grab a cocktail sit back and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me Oh, hello, everybody. At this point, I mean, do we bother with introductions? You know, I I have my certain people that I call on here every chance that I get because I just like, you know, that y'all enjoy the conversations. I enjoy the conversations. And it's just, you know, it's just family. You know, we have our family members and I've got a returning family member, not only is he an uncle and a brother, okay? He's everything from an author, a screenwriter, creative producer, uh, uh will be probably be his own fashion house soon. You know, we, we you never know what Brandon's gonna do. You know, he comes with the things, okay? Y'all, I've got Brandon Good here with me today. Hi, Brandon. Hello, hello. You know, Kendrick, I will say the <laughs> intro, I'm okay with. See, y'all love to tack on another word. So then I have to, you know, not saying that I don't want to achieve these things, but yes. you know, at a certain point, they can look, all right, what else are you doing? I'm going to feel <laughs> like I'm either candy. I got something else new going on. Like, yes, you know, I'm glad to be here. How are you? I'm good. Okay. You, you, you try to be candid. I mean, you might not have time for me in the future. What that mean? You <laughs> might not, the girl's going to be mad at you. Brandon. Listen, I, don't know. I always got time for family. You know, I always okay. got time for family. So there we go. Whenever family call, I am here. So period. there we go. That's what I like to hear. Oh, I had to get you on here because you know what we've been going it's been it's been good lately like the shows have been they've been giving us some things to latch on to and i mm-hmm. i like that because you know for a while we were going through Ooh. Ooh, it was a yeah it was a sad period but it, it, it's it's turned around so i'm you know, happy it's uh, i will say i i've been pleasantly surprised at yes as of late um, overall, I'm still kind of side-eyeing what we're getting, but I will say I, I am thankful for the, 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 the beautiful feast of content and entertainment that we are getting from these shows. Um, and I'm just ready to dive into it because you know, 
I have the thoughts. And I know. We're we're about to go on a journey. <laughs> yes. I'm, look, I'm excited for the journey. Now, y'all know when Brandon comes here, I talk to him about a multitude of things. We're going to mainly focus on Bravo this time. But I got to get his input because, look, you know, the strike is going on. Mm-hmm. Marvel is stretching things out. DC mm-hmm. don't know what they're doing over there. So mm-hmm. we, I want to talk to him just for a tad bit. Don't y'all know y'all stay tuned now. Don't be, uh, you know, all you people that don't watch Marvel, don't get mad. Look, we got to talk about some things right quick, okay? We've got still got two shows coming out now beyond, well, we got a show and a movie, but mm-hmm. beyond these two things, it's a lot of delays and we don't know what's happening. So yeah. We just got to kind of luxuriate in these two things we're getting. We've got Loki and the Marvels this year. So Loki mm-hmm. starts in a couple of weeks. It'll be six episodes like the first season. And then we have the Marvels in November, I think. Yeah. First, let's talk Loki. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Well, how did you feel about season one? And then are you excited, you know, since we've gotten a couple more multiversal things since then? Are you excited for season two? I will say Loki season one was not my favorite of, mm-hmm. of the shows. And um, I, I will still stand on that because I actually re- recently rewatched it. And I felt it was a story that they stretched too far. Yeah. Um, and I think what we were noticing with the Marvel shows, for those of you who have been, you know, tuning in and keeping up with it. Um, I think Marvel kind of bit off more than they could chew and mm-hmm. a sense of, you have those fans who know, you know, the comics, who know the animated series before this point, who know how to put all these multi- multiverse pieces together. Mm-hmm. And then you have the fans who don't. And that's OK, because they're relying on you as the storytellers to fill them in. But I think by introducing so many different heroes and so many different timelines where we really don't know what's all connected and not connected, I think that fans don't really know what to follow now to, to get us to that next thing. And so with Loki season one, I felt Obviously, you know, we were going to get some teases with Kang, you know, with the TVA. So you mm-hmm. knew something was amiss, something was going to go down. And I appreciated the the plot progression of what we got to get us to the whole multiverse split at the end of season one. But I, I kind of was questioning, like, why it took so long. I felt it could have been four episodes versus six. I believe it was six the first season. Yeah. Um, so uh, season one wasn't my favorite. So going into season two, after seeing the trailer, it looks like they probably heard that feedback from season one and have, like, amped it up. It, it looks yes. a little bit more action heavy. It looks like the, the pacing is a little bit quicker. Um, It looks like we are definitely getting, you know, Victor Timely, um, a variant mm-hmm. of Kang. Uh, so there's a lot of different things that are happening where it feels like, oh, okay, here we are, you know, moving the plot along. So I, I'm going to hold judgment um, because the shows that I thought were going to be the ones, maybe were not the best. And the shows that I didn't think were going to be the ones, for example, like Hawkeye, what am yes. I saying? You know, yes. so um, I'm interested to, to see where we go with this, but I do hope Marvel brings more pieces of this multiverse puzzle together, knowing now how the timeline has stretched even more and that you have to keep your audience engaged. Yes. So I 100% agree with you. You know, I've, ooh, I, I feel bad for all the Loki fans out there because I have reamed Loki over the coals. They'll be okay. Bad two years. Right. <laughs> Loki has died now twice, baby. They all, they'll be all right. right. <laughs> they will be okay because season one, I always describe as a V. I love the premiere. I was like, okay, this is a great premiere. There was some, Loki was really, I don't know if it was intentional or what, but they always, I felt like, had a lot of, like, kind of dead air in the episodes where I'm like, y'all can kind of condense this a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't need all of this just watching them be quiet and read books for them. Like, no, we don't need to see any of this. But I, I always described it as a V. Like, the first episode, loved. 
two and three really shot down for me. We kind of went back up once he like you know was sent to uh, you know where Elias and all those guys were the other the Loki variants. It started going back up at that point. <laughs> I'm still hit or miss about the finale just because it didn't feel like a Loki finale. It felt like a Jonathan Majors introduction, which was great, but it's like mm -hmm. this this show didn't wrap it up like that. For me, you're right. It's the other shows that I necessarily wasn't expecting. Like I I love Miss Marvel. That's why I'm so excited oh, about yeah. the Marvels. So like I thought that one was fantastic. Absolutely. WandaVision was everything uh, I needed to be. Yes. <laughs> Hawkeye, you know, I, I watch yeah. rewatch it every Christmas. Like that's yeah. It I do think they bit off more Nick and Chew, and I'm glad they're kind of pulling back and like actually really making sure these shows are tight, compact before they put them out. So I'm happy for it. We don't know where we're about to go because, you know, we don't know if these people even want to uh, <laughs> give up their point zero 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 one percent of revenue to uh, help people. Oh, exactly. Pay writers, pay actors their worth. That's, okay. Y'all know I stand in solidarity with WGA, SAG, mm -hmm. AFTRA. Like, what we're not going to do is play with people's coins, purses, and their livelihoods. Period. So, I, I know that the Igers in the, in the, the world is listening. Pay the people. Pay them. Okay. The fault. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, the Marvels. Okay. Yeah. So we've got our first, you know, people have been, let me tell you something I kind of, it's really been annoying because, you know, people love to kind of jump on the Marvel hate train, but oh, don't know yeah. why they're hating. And so mm. one of the things I hate is that, oh, my God, Miss Marvel and uh, Secret Invasion are performing so poorly that they're they're now being accessible to the masses. They're now going on. To, I'm like, well, they got a, you know, a movie coming now. Like right. they, they got to market been, it somehow. Like, <laughs> yes, they've been replaying Captain Marvel on FX, too. Like, y'all can't put together in your minds that this is happening like no, what's you know going on fandoms work marvel yeah. fandom and bravo fandom sometimes operate the same mm -hmm. and, and and what i mean by that is that people don't like to like look at all the context pieces and like survey the land before forming these opinions and conclusions that don't have sound knowledge or right. rationale of thinking mm -hmm. um you know it's always like bring back Vicky. It's like, wait, where did that come from? Like, I, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. It's like, calm down. And so when it comes to, I find Kendrick, I don't know if you noticed this, but it's always whenever there is an elevation of a marginalized group or yes. know, equality and representation. So I remember when Miss Mar when uh, Captain Marvel first came out, excuse me, uh, mm -hmm. before the movie even came out, they were slamming the reviews. All yes. the misogynists were in the comments talking about she. it wasn't a good film. She's not a great hero. All I just need for them to say is just say that you are afraid that this whole time your favorite hero, a.k.a. Iron Man, a.k.a. Captain America, is not the strongest hero. And you right. didn't know that. And you can't settle with that. That ain't nobody else's fault but yours. Okay? Period. Step out the way. Clear you and your misogyny out the way. Okay. And let these heroes do what they need to do. And I feel Ooh. it always happens. Same thing with Miss Marvel before it even premiered as a show. Exactly. They were she trying Hulk. to it. And then here it is, Emmy nominated. Mm -hmm. I'm here I for it. Jill Scott says, hate on me, hater. Now <laughs> or later. Yes. But I'm gonna do me. Hello? You better Don't bring Jill from Philly Maybe. into it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just, 
I hate when they do that because it never really allows for these stories to have the proper start. Like, and it didn't even stop with like in Miss Marvel, like you said, She-Hulk, Black Panther, Black Panther Wakanda forever. It's always these marginalized stories that are being elevated that for some reason the racists and the misogynists can't take. And then they're like, just shoot it down. Same thing with Eternals. I loved Eternals. I don't give Me a too. damn what the streets got to say. Mm-hmm. Because that was a different story. And I just wish the Marvel fandom for those who are toxic, I'm speaking to you. Yes. Um, I wish that they went into these things with a more open mind to fully understand the big picture mm-hmm. and really understand why these stories are all important. You can't have your favorite hero without the rest of them. Everyone has a role to play, right? Mm-hmm. So sit down, shut up, enjoy the content, and let us enjoy the Marvels that are coming because I'm hype about it. I am here for Carol. Yes. Mala. Yes. And our girl Monica. Yes. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> okay, give me Goose, give me Nick, give me everybody. I'm here for it. Everybody. But I do hope that they wrap up uh, Secret Invasion with this movie because we didn't get any yeah. closure on that. Nick went back up to space. It was as if, you know, the show didn't even happen. So right. I just hope that they wrap up that story within this story. But mm-hmm. it looks fun. I think that this Marvel movie is going to be one of those underrated ones where for those of us who know that it's going to be, you know, on top, Mm-hmm. We aren't there, but for those who don't believe in it, they're gonna then ask why everyone's talking about it, what's the buzz about. Um, mm-hmm. and it just looks like a really great fun movie and a great well-deserved sequel that we've been missing. Exactly. And I'm waiting. It's our first like major team up since we've mm-hmm. gotten since uh endgame. It's our I- I'm here for it because you know we need us a, a, a nice black direct female director in the MCU. Hello. So I'm I'm here for all of that. I'm rooting for it regardless. I everything you said nail on the head i literally people you know before she hulk and miss marvel even came out they were crapping on it like just say you hate women like it's not that hard just do that and go on but they will not admit one of the reasons i like them like particularly because i you know i'm one of the people that reads the comics you might not have uh she hulk may not have been your thing Mm -hmm. that's okay you might not have liked the girl she-Hulk was hands down, in my opinion, the most comic accurate one of any of these Disney Plus shows that they've told. Like oh, yeah. that was that was Jennifer Walters to a T. Like the story, everything, breaking the fourth wall, the the comedic timing, everything. It was fantastic in that element. No other hero or I'm sorry, actress or actor has embodied the character they're supposed to play like Kamala Khan. That that girl. Okay. Iman Vellani, that was Kamala Khan, she like two AT. Yes, she is it, and I loved how how much she shined in Miss Marvel. I mm-hmm. I loved that show. Granted, the finale could have been better. That's one thing I've been met on Marvel about. Are there finale? All the Disney Plus shows, yeah, we yeah, kind of expected now because I think point. they don't know how to. It's the whole thing of like, I get they're trying to keep the, you know, the master story over arc, you know, secret. Mm-hmm. So everyone is on a, like a need to know basis and they're like, you know, writing rooms and direct. So it, it kind of cheats the process in a way because every finale that we've gotten so far, there has not been a finale that I'm like, ooh, they stuck the landing. I've just kind of yeah. been like, all right, well, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, back, back to us waiting. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I, she did such a great job in her show. Um, and just being able to see her bring that character to life. And I felt like she really poured her heart and herself into her role, which I love so much. Yeah. And 
I remember at the D, I think it was the D23 when they first came out, or I think it was Comic-Con, one of the two, mm-hmm. um, when they finally had like the cast out all together. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just excited. I think it's great. Yes. It's going to be great that it's going to be like our holiday-esque film for the year in November. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like it's women's time to shine. Like, why not? Yes. Like, you got a black woman. You know, mm-hmm. we got Miss Carol. Hey, Carol. Okay. You know, hey, girl. Beautiful Kamala, like representing so many different people who've needed to be on screen for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that, um, you know, certain cultures are being elevated and we're being educated. And like I said, to the fans that are toxic and, and racist and misogynist, shut the hell up. Um, and we we go enjoy the content. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Okay. okay. <laughs> In the words of uh Miss Bailey. Now, what else is going on? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shout out to Cynthia on yes. this wonderful weekend morning. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh before we're gonna kick it off with the Atlanta Housewives, but before we get there, I want to just out of curiosity because of what you just said. Which Disney Plus show do you think stuck the landing the best if you had to pick one? Oh my gosh, that's such a great question. Mm-hmm. Um because at this point, okay. what well, we have WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we want to throw What If in there, but What uh, If? Yeah, those, uh, Moon Knight, which I love um, Oscar Isaac, but I forget about it all the time. I'm like, yeah, oh, Moon Knight was kind of a flash in the pan. Like, it was right? good. But it, even with that, there was pacing issues and even the finale. I yeah. Like, um, out of the slate that we've gotten so far, um, I mean, <sighs> Oof, this is this is kind of yeah. She has a secret invasion. I think okay. I know. <laughs> maybe, maybe I think the landing that I felt was the best packaged, mm-hmm. which may be surprising. I think was Hawkeye. Yeah, um, because the way that they told the story, like it was a Christmas time story, so you knew it was gonna have a nice bow on it by the mm-hmm. end. Um, and then how they wrapped it up. And then, of course, we got a clip of Rogers, the musical. Um, yes. So <laughs> Which people very... had a problem with. I was so OK with because like I loved it, it snapped. OK, I, yes. I love the song. We could do this all day. OK, yes. Um, you hear me? <laughs> so I feel like in terms of like the, the, the self-contained story, I think that landed it the best. Mm-hmm. I feel with the other stories because they've been setting up other projects. Right. So like. Falcon and Winter Soldier was setting up um what is it uh the power broker and yeah you know, Valentina and you mm-hmm. know there was there were a lot of I think nuggets of continuing the story so like WandaVision was leading us into Multiverse of Madness right mm-hmm. um and also leading us to the Marvels in a way so I felt like the other shows that really stick their landings because like I said before I think the writing rooms and and they only were on a need to know basis of how their piece tied over into everything so I think when you can't really fully share the full scope with all the teams, because of course leaks and things like that, you're going to have where the landings aren't sticking because no one really knows what point that they have to really plug into this puzzle. It's just like a, Hey, we need you to wrap these things, include these things, do this. And this is how we're going to end it. And um, with WandaVision, like I remember, although I love the show, like Wanda flying off vision, we don't even know where vision is right now. Um, (laughs) And it's been how many things. So (laughs) um, secret invasion, I'm not even going to put on the table because that was so disappointing. I was so excited at the start. And then to see how it fizzled out, it was just kind of like, what's the point and i and i mm-hmm. feel like we're just introducing people for secret wars i feel like right now what's happening is yeah they're in- introducing kind of the full slate of like hey these are all our heroes and then at the end of secret wars i think it's going to be the reset leading us into you know 
X-Men and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely interesting, but I feel like I said Hawkeye, I felt maybe stuck the landing the most. And shout out to What If. I feel What yeah. If overlooked, but I think that type of storytelling, the ending worked. I love yeah. how they kind of tied it to like the live action stuff. Seeing that Ultron mm-hmm. episode, like if Ultron won, like that was terrifying. Yeah. He like figured out where the watcher was. Like, could you imagine watching that in live action? I would be terrified in the theater. Ultron right. is- <laughs> She's not yes. hurt, you know, but you know, uh, so yeah, what if two shouts to them? But yeah, I would say Hawkeye. I so I uh I definitely agree. What if I love that they set it up like in the penultimate episode too, to like actually do some of it and then go into the finale. Like genius for that. I I really enjoyed what if. What if was a much better ride than like I thought it would be because sometimes mm-hmm. you know animation is you know it's either for you or it isn't. So it it just is what it is. But I really enjoyed it. I hope that season two delivers the same way season one did, even more so. Uh, if I had to pick one. It would be between Hawkeye, absolutely. And then I would say Miss Marvel only because I like it, it didn't necessarily stick the landing, but I like what they were trying to do, which was yeah. like do the whole like this is a coming of age story. Let's get the whole neighborhood involved and like actually like standing up for them and like that kind of, so like that element of it I did love, but it could I think Hawkeye edges it out because I do think that you know Christmas story it it completed it it did yeah. what it needed to do and we've moved on and now we're trying to see where Kate Bishop go pop up next so mm-hmm. we don't know if we're getting our young Avengers we don't know if it's just for secret war we don't know what's happening but I guess we're along for the ride okay yeah, we're here for the ride <laughs> yeah let's go over to Atlanta okay y'all we on Bravo now we on Bravo now okay y'all know how to talk to Brandon about the things now look last time you were here we talked mm-hmm. about Atlanta we kind of we got yeah. on them a bit. We got on them a bit. We did. We did. What now that it's over? Mm-hmm. First, I want to know from you: How did you enjoy the reunion, and what did the reunion kind of make you think or hope about next season? Like, are you seeing people that are in this cast? You're like, okay, maybe your story needs to be continued. Let's keep you around. Maybe we don't need a whole reboot. Let's keep half of y'all or I'm sick of every single one of y'all on the stage. Let's go to a different cast. Like how what did the reunion make you feel? Um I was actually disappointed with the reunion. Um mm. I feel and something that I want Bravo fans to stop doing is whenever we see a cast at a reunion and everyone's like, "Ooh, the reunion made up for the season." No it didn't because just, never like we, just like we know that decisions are made following a reunion, the cast also knows that. Uh-huh. So when people are trying to show up and turn up like Sheree, she Girl. did all of that for nothing. <laughs> um, I'm I, That reunion was just so disappointing because it was, you know, this was the moment for us to really clear out some things. Like the Marlo and Candy of it all was the first half of the season. And it seemed like we bypassed that. And yeah. it what the producers and that team are showing us is all the speculation is true coming from Kenya Candy and how Marlo and Sheree are being protected. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're having someone like Marlo who's not afraid to do the producer's bidding like a Rena or a Tamra. And unfortunately, we get so lost. Like I kept hearing Marlo say to Drew, you're on a reality show. You're on a reality show. Girl. Okay, but newsflash. Where the hell is Marlo's money coming from? This is a question that we really don't have an answer to to this day. And no. I will be damned if I'm going to sit here and allow someone who's being the most inauthentic on that stage come for people on the stage because you're mad about the bag that Candy Burris is making. Like, make right. that make sense. Like, Candy has been a housewife 
since season two and whether or not you feel as though she's bringing it to the show clearly the the production and bravo feel like that Mm -hmm. so if she is a woman who is using her platform how you're supposed to be elevating your businesses showing your life at this point in candy's life i feel we have seen it all so it feels like she's not bringing anything but to her point because i watched speak on it and Mm -hmm. she was sharing you know she was traveling and you know that is her life that is her life so if the show doesn't want to follow it that's on the show. Like exactly. I remember when Nini was in LA, they followed her. Uh-huh. I remember when Nini did Zumanity in Vegas, they followed her. Uh-huh. So I think that it's showing that that production and certain members of talent, it kind of comes off as collusion because it just feels they were trying to put out certain narratives and push it. So the fact that the reunion was two parts, I didn't hate that part because we didn't have a lot this season. Yeah. But the pieces of things that we got. We're so unfortunate. Again, why are we not really harping on why She by Sheree is not successful? I, th- that's how we left last season. She played in their faces, giving them them damn Barbie doll boxes. She played in their faces by having a fashion show, and you could not even have those same fashions on your website because you didn't pay anyone. And stop insulting people, telling us that you pay people. Ma'am, your chateau took years to complete because you wasn't paying people. Okay? Exactly. Like, She by Sheree has been an idea and a blue sky concept never land as Nene Leakes once called the Chateau. I'm using for <laughs> She by Sheree. Since season one, you have not gotten this together. And yet somehow, some way, it's everyone else's fault but yours? Sis, make it make sense. Right, right. And so even with the whole her not knowing about Bob's daughter, I don't buy that. I think Sheree is someone who is so particular about her image in a way that she views herself as like a Kardashian. Uh-huh. Like she, Sheree feels that she's a professional reality star and people love her for that. No, sis, they're laughing at you because you can't get it right and you're a pretty girl. That is dead. Right. To a lot of the fans align themselves with people that they deem more attractive. And that's something I've started noticing too. And I think Taria had called it out. Shout out to Taria. Uh, hey, about, boo. <laughs> you know, the body shaming that Drew went through but no yes. one's for those women. Yet, let's go on other shows, and we're so ten toes down about body shaming. It's mm-hmm. it's really weird territory. Um, and so, given the reunion, no, I I don't want the majority of them back. I feel that the reunion showed us exactly who they are. Marlo is always going to be up to tricks and antics. Like when Andy was, when they were like, "Well, what else did you want Candy to do?" And she's sitting there going down her master scroll of excuses to keep this BS story. I like, want you to call my sister and sing her a song, huh? What's crazy is the way that you texted about your nephew lets me know that you wasn't really on that about your nephew like that. Right. Someone later about a cameo. Like, make it make sense. Like, Marlo is so, it's sad because when you see people, and I think Nene Leak said it best, who are so desperate to do anything for (laughs) $2.52, you are really out here showing your ass and showing exactly what a liability you are. Who's going to trust you with the brands, businesses, and everything in between? Sure. um, I'm just disappointed. I feel like Atlanta needs to go on a brief hiatus, um, mm. a la New York. And I think that Bravo needs to shake up the, they need to get a new production team. I would love to see them maybe leverage the production team that Dubai uses, because I do love a lot of the style shots Ooh. of Dubai, Same. Um, um, where like people getting ready or even bring the Miami producers up. Um, I feel Miami has a really great production team. I'm interested to see how it now shifts when it goes over to Bravo, but what oh, we're God. getting, stop playing in our faces as viewers. We know 
that these women aren't really friends like that. We know when the fourth wall is broken. So let's start having actual dialogue on this show um, about the thing. So if we're going to reference, speak on it, let's reference everything. Because I feel like that's their only shot at Candy is speak on it. So let, let's really dive into the mess. Like, let's talk about Sheree. Let's talk about the archive. How, do, how many more deals does Marlo have? Other You're than right. woman, you know? <laughs> I think that's shade, but like, if you're going to come for someone else's bag, let's talk about yours. And I think that's the thing about these shows is these women are such hypocrites because they love to contradict each other and do the thing where they contradict themselves by coming at one another. But nah. So post reunion, this is what I feel for Atlanta. Keep Drew. Um, okay. I think the thing with Drew is while, yes, she lies, I think people couldn't see the forest for the trees. And that's where I was disappointed. Yeah. Something else I get disappointed into is the weaponization of sexuality on yes. specifically, but uh -huh. also where Bravo shows their self too in this and Andy Cohen. Whenever it happens to men and their sexuality being weaponized, I'll never forget how they treated Kim Fields' husband. But I'm going to take it yes. further. I'm going to take us over to Salt Lake City. I remember how people were coming for Jen Shaw about the Brooks of it all. I'm not saying that she was right, uh -huh. but I'm going to say let's be fair and consistent across the board. Uh -huh. So when we have this moment of this kiss, right, that happened between Drew and LaToya, do I personally feel that it happened? Yes. Is uh -huh. it my business? No, and I'm going to tell you why. Because that was a moment among the, the team, the crew, they agreed that when it came to the bachelorette party, they were not going to talk about anything after the uh -huh. fact. And so that's why I was mad that Bolo Gate became a storyline because it showed me that production was lazy and we had nothing else going on. So y'all were going to leverage this moment that the cast actually felt comfortable around themselves. And I can speak to my own journey of coming out. Now, I'm not justifying Drew lying. I'm just follow the train here. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're not comfortable of sharing certain parts with yourself, with your family, but with your friends, you're always going to be more comfortable around your friends. My friends knew I was gay before my family did. Yeah. Right? So when people are like, well, she knew cameras were there. Well, she knew this. No, they agreed cameras were down. They were at a bachelorette party. People were having fun, right? So kiss happened, but also context. We had already saw how horrible Ralph was to mm -hmm. her on camera. So that puts me in the mindset that this woman has had to lie to defend her life. This is yeah. someone dealing with someone like that to where now she lies without realizing she's lying because she's always having to protect herself against someone who we see can manipulate and gaslight. We mm -hmm. saw that in real time at that reunion. So the context pieces of that for me speak to she's a child of, of pastors. Yes. You know, she her is only parent now. Right. So there are a lot of context pieces where I'm not saying I excuse it. I'm saying I can understand why she maybe didn't want to cop to the lie, excuse me, to the kiss just yet. Mm -hmm. And then also add in the fact of her and Latoya have made up. Maybe that was a point of their conflict that they said, you know what? We're making up. We're going to lead us in the past. Mm -hmm. So now we have this group where it became very apparent to me. It was a plot from the Alliance. Because on, I remember speak on it, Bondi said how Sonya kept bringing up the kiss, right? Then mm -hmm. how is Marlo strategically recording it and then sending it to LaToya, right? Right. So that show to me was Drew didn't take Marlo's bait on the whole mm -hmm. shooting incident conversation. So they now needed another way for Drew and Candy to go up against each other. And how you do that is you have a scenario where you know Candy is going to stick to the facts and, and her truth. And she's going to stand 10 toes down. And you see how Drew operates. And you know why she's protecting this. So she's going to stick to that. And then you set it up. 
And then here comes Sheree to ask Drew the following day. Sheree then takes the bone back to Candy. Like, watch it all how that plays out. So then now you're sitting on this couch and wanting to sit here and pretend why you don't know why this woman is not trying to cop to this. It was very apparent to me. So that's why yeah. I didn't care about the kiss as much. And I really wish Candy... I think Candy, while I understand, especially since the rumor gate of season nine is so protective of her image and like the truth and the facts. No, Drew should not have called her a liar. But Candy, I feel sometimes gets into her lane where she's always had to protect herself. So she's going to she's going to do the, the bulldozing of this is the truth, girl. I'm going to run you down. This is the thing. And I'm not saying you can't defend yourself, but I would have taken a step back and said, OK, but what's the why? And I think right. what it is, is we saw the why, which is Ralph. So I don't mind Drew coming back. I think we'll see her evolve without Ralph, kind of like how Portia did without Cordell. Mm -hmm. I would say keep her. Okay. I would say keep Kenya as a friend of. Okay. I think Kenya, at this point in her life, she's doing great things. I think she would add in the spice as mm -hmm. a friend of. Um, And I would say maybe maybe keep candy as a friend of but i would mm -hmm. say cast new women a la miami maybe if we did that okay but ultimately i think we need it's time i'm, I'm gonna keep saying it the people may not like it it's time for a reboot i think atlanta mm. we've we've beaten so many stories like this into the ground and unfortunately i think the introduction of the marlo charade combination as housewives yeah. that process because they themselves weren't really providing anything mm -hmm. and then they were diving into their other cast members and over dramatizing things to which it just did not work and unfortunately we've already seen a lot of these cycles come complete i think candy's doing great things but as far as her life i think for the purpose of this show we've seen enough and now candy and the gang is coming back to which i think we can see her play out more there like lbp did and she can do yeah. her stuff kenya um, I think her arc two for me on Housewives has been almost complete, but I would love to see her next season as a friend of with Drew. If Drew mm -hmm. is going through the process of a divorce, her being a great sister to her, how we saw on that couch. And I was yeah. glad Kenya got in Ralph's ass. And she did it in the right Thank way. You. And she did it in the best way. And I'm disappointed that the other women on those couches. Mm -hmm. um, Sheree and Marlo can go. I have nothing oh, else yes. to say about them. <laughs> Sonya... I'm not going to say that I find her boring. I do think that she tries to provide her life. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that she fits on Housewives. I just don't think yeah. it's okay for her. Um, and unfortunately, I think she's trying to make Fetch happen by being friends with Sheree and Marlo. And that's mm -hmm. just not a good look. Where in reality, I think if she was more close to Candy Kenya and Drew, she might actually have fared better. But I yeah. think align yourselves with those who don't have anything to bring to the table, honey. What we you associate like? you with Miss. Yep. That's so, it. Mm -hmm. But I am I am happy for her and Ross and their their rainbow baby. So I, I am yes. excited about that for them. But other than that, like I think the casting needs to shake up fully. And I honestly think production needs to shake up as well. Before I give my thought all amazing thoughts as usual. Uh before I give my thoughts, you said the word earlier. Am I the only one? Every time you heard one of them say collusion, am I the only one that thought about set it off? Because I said it right after uh, they said every time I say collusion. Collusion. <laughs> every single time I gotta stop. Okay. All <laughs> uh, so I've I've come to a place with Atlanta. And you know, I'm I'm one of the people like I'm trying I'm hanging on because like that's my like comfort show mm -hmm. of all the housewives. Like I can let any other housewives show go before I let Atlanta go. Like that's that's right. my baby. That's what I clenched my teeth into first. Those are my people. I've come to this now though. I think that what you said, Sheree and Marlo absolutely need to go. I don't need to see them try to come back. I don't need to see Marlo in a friend role. I, they can both go mm -hmm. because they're a big reason as to why this doesn't work. And I actually think that. 
the reason Marlo has it out for Candy so much is because she thinks she's doing Nene a favor by going at Candy so hard. Yep. And I think she really wants to maintain that friendship. And so that's why she's like, look, sis, look what I'm doing. I'm getting, I'm getting, and it's like, okay, girl, it's too much. It makes sense to, right. Makes sense to absolutely nobody. And then for you to try to do all this and then align with Sheree, who Nene can take or leave on any given day of the week. It's weird. I don't need, I, I'm okay with them. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm okay on them. They can, they can go, which is so sad. Cause I like you. Okay. This is gonna sound like such a crazy comparison, but follow me. I'm following. Charade to me nowadays almost seems like when Mariah Carey did that season of American Idol. It was like, <laughs> why are you here? Right. <laughs> It's like Mariah Carey with all of these number ones and still had at the time, like still really had like a, you know, putting out new music and doing all of this. And it's like, wait, w- what you doing, sis? Like, why Why are you, uh-uh, I, go back over there, like where I can revere well, you. Well, you know what? No, I'm going to say this and y'all don't come for me. I'm not saying this in, in a way, but I'm saying, I would say more so why Nicki Minaj was a judge. And I'm not saying, oh, okay. I'm saying because Nicki Minaj isn't a singer. She would have made more sense on X Factor. So right. I view her more as like the, why are you here? I, I view that with Mariah Carey too, but I'm like, okay, mm. well, she was a singer, but like Nikki is a rapper and a performer. It's so out of place. Yeah. To which, to which I felt she belonged on X Factor, which would have made a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. But so on America Idol, when Nikki was, I was like, well, what? What? Are you? <laughs> and again, no shit. What we doing, Nikki, sis? But it just right. makes sense for her, like her brand and her image. So that I, I think I could view, I could view Sheree like that. I'm like, girl, why are you? Why are you here? right there with you? <laughs> because when you think about it, when we're thinking about like the hits, it's uh, you know, uh, who go check me, boo. And I just wanted to shift it a little bit and ooh, baseboards and all this kind of stuff. It's like, okay, you have like a housewife's legacy for sure, but it's like it seems like every time you come back, you just like it's, it always reminds me, like, okay, I I don't need you here. You're the one I want over there to like remember the good times. Like I don't, I don't need you in the current. And that's what it feels like every time. And Sheree kind of shoots herself in the foot, especially by who she chooses to beef with every single time she's on this show. And I'm just like, girl, like uh-huh. aligning yourself with Kim the first time you came back. Then you came back and aligned yourself with Marlo. It's like, okay, girl, like what what we doing? It like, gives where we that going? she can't. It, to me, honestly, it gives that Sheree is, is insecure when it comes to other successful Black women. So she looks for those who uh-huh. tear them down, aka Kim Zosiak, aka Marlo. Yes, I think that Sheree is someone who is insecure, and we see that often in how she tries to put on for the Joneses when knowing that like she can't keep up with them. Uh-huh. So I, I I think that's what it is. Is she aligns herself with people who are going to say those quiet parts that she thinks out loud. Like, I look at this season with her leveraging Courtney. I look at last season, her leveraging... What was her name from last season? Her friend that came on... Um, oh, that, Fatoum. Fatoum. <laughs> yeah. And stuff like that With when it came to Kim. And then you're hiding behind Kim at the dinner table when she's talking about Nene and Candy. Mm-hmm. Kenya's still alive? Yeah. You know, all the time where she loves to hide behind women tearing down other successful Black women. She needs to give mm-hmm. it a rest because she herself is not successful in any of her businesses. Child, I like she wants to sit up there. Like eight of the ten pages in the she news were tearing down Candy in the gang, but Candy in the gang or well, old lady gang is still the restaurant that people go to when they go to Atlanta. Like, oh my god, I gotta go. Exactly, it's oh, if nothing else, it's open. Right, like, like that's that that It's open. Period. Right. Like, <laughs> what, like it's 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 
if someone like Sheree would know that businesses get good, bad, and neutral reviews if she actually had a business to understand that. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that she was providing negative reviews, I'm like, you act as though you've never gone somewhere and given a negative review. That is what businesses go through. That is a part right. of business. People are going to like it. Some people may not like it. And some people may be indifferent. But again, mm -hmm. she would understand that if she was in this game long enough. And did she have a boutique? You would think she knew that from then. But clearly right. she's not keeping up with herself. So child ain't nobody want to uh wear that shit back then either okay. uh, <laughs> they are a mess i'm okay with i would honestly say if they wanted to because i feel like bravo is going to go the direction i think they're a little scared for like completely rebooting atlanta i think that they're going to go in the direction of keeping some try to add some valuable some mvps back and then put a couple new in there See? so i I uh -huh. think that's what they tried to do with this cast. And so that's why that I think now. So because if you think about it, right, we uh -huh. technically, quote unquote, got the old Roni reboot. So they kept right. that we had, uh -huh. which was Drew, Candy, and Kenya, and yep. brought on three. So we got Sonya, brought in Marlo as a housewife, and brought back Sheree. So yep. they already tried to do like that. That it didn't work. New merging to where now I honestly think because you're saying like you don't think Bravo is going to go the route of the reboot. I might have to disagree because seeing how the new Roni Ooh. is performing, people love to say, well, the ratings aren't there. Or the ratings, you have to understand this is a newer show. So the expectations of ratings are going to be a little bit different. But yeah. it is when they are successful. And Andy Cohen even posted from the reunion about, you know, it being a successful reboot. So mm -hmm. if they're able to get talent a little bit cheaper, who are willing to show their lives and it's a more organic circle. I will say it's still not off the table because again, you got people asking for millions where if they're like, look, we could cut everybody a $300,000 check this first season. They, right. might, they might take the pay cut. Let me tell you this. Okay. I, I Now there have been some rumors. I want to know what you think about this. Do you think before I like to say who they've been saying might yeah. be considered, do you think that since it's Atlanta, cause you know, Atlanta is, you mm -hmm. know, th that's like black Mecca. That's where the stars are. Do you think they should go completely unknown people, a mix, or do you think they should do all like some some names that people can attach themselves to? That's a great question. I feel, and I've said this before, I am someone of the old formula of mm -hmm. us taking people we may have heard of but don't really know. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that's the the beautiful mystique about the show is you're watching people and you're getting to know their lives and you're it's aspirational because they're living these very affluent lifestyles you know someone may be an entrepreneur someone may be a stay-at-home mom but you're watching the different perspectives of what it takes to be the modern day quote-unquote housewife mm -hmm. and you're learning about these lives in these friend groups and so I I wouldn't mind people that we necessarily don't know because then again one a lot of the shade is going to be original um, mm -hmm. I think now where we get into territories is people looking up everybody's IMDb, <laughs> um, right? You know, and trying to leverage that as shade or Googling or no, give us <laughs> Heather Dubrow, <laughs> right? I like how they started this new season in New York where we kind of got these bite sized, you know, intros of everyone. And then every episode so far has kind of given everyone like their place in the sun to share their story and like how mm -hmm. they fit. Um, and so I would kind of like that with Atlanta, because I think with Atlanta, if we went with a group of people we already know, like, don't cast Tamar. Um, I, I, love <laughs> I love Tamar, but no, because I think what then unfortunately happens is you're expecting Braxton family values. Yes. 
right? Mm -hmm. So you're not expecting Tamar of now. And I think that's right. where it begins again. And I get on the fandom. You have to kind of expand how these people come in. And so mm -hmm. um, I definitely say we should go the route of people we really don't know and, and really take our mm -hmm. time casting this show. Because I'm sure there are people who would bite if the formula of the show changed, right? No one yeah. would want to go on there with a Marlo where she's not willing, she doesn't care about your business, mm -hmm. it's going to come for it with irrational thoughts and, 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 right. and points, right? So I heard, I heard, I heard. Right, yeah. who wants to go in that environment who we could really see? Like, could you imagine putting a Jen Alliance with a Marlo? No, because a no. Marlo is someone who would do the, what Jen Alliance did and what, what she went through. That is something that Marlo's capable of. So, mm -hmm. I just think that Bravo has to change the formula and then go after people we don't know. And then we would have a, a new fresh Atlanta. And mm -hmm. I think even the intro like needs a full revamp. I know they just, yeah. but like show us downtown, show us Midtown, show us Buckhead, show us, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm ready to see more Atlanta. I was just there a couple weeks ago for one of my best friend's birthday parties. Like there's yep. so much stuff in, to do and see in Atlanta that mm -hmm. I feel we've gotten so far away from that because also the city is a character too. Exactly. I, you know what? If they, it's not gonna happen. I don't think. Well, you, you never know what Bravo, though, but it's not gonna happen. But if Tamar were to come on the show, we need to keep Candy. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> see, but I don't, see. This is where I feel Candy kind of tap out. Her. Yeah, I think that's where mm. Candy throws her weight in terms of like what she's not gonna do. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when everyone's like, we want the dream, you know, season six dreamcast, we know that's not going to happen for two reasons. No. Candy's not filming with Phaedra and Nini's not coming back, right? Right. So, it's the same thing where I think Candy is someone who, she's smart about her brand, so I get that, but she's not going to want to play with people that she knows are going to come for her like that. And mm -hmm. I think people, her and Tamar are very on and off. Yeah, and knowing how production loves to leverage conflict as their main source of storyline, that they, they would lean heavily into that. Uh-huh. Ooh, child. They also, before we move, because we got to, y'all, yeah. I promised Brand, I was like, I'm not going to keep you more than like 45 oh, minutes. Know, we not already meant that. We have a nice little family <laughs> gathering. We do this every time, too. We're like, we just go talk for 30 minutes and then we get to run in our mouths. Before, we're going to go to Salt Lake City next, but before we do, one of the other or two of the other names, one I don't think is going to happen at all, but it's one that I've been saying that should have happened maybe four years ago, which I thought would have been a perfect timing, but mm -hmm. Uh, one of them they keep saying that uh Mariah Huck is in the mix, which I don't believe for a second. No, and the, and the other one is uh Gucci Mane's wife Keisha Kaor, who I thought I thought about. I was like, she she's really successful with business. She's an interesting character because <laughs> I watched a reality I, show. So I don't think that she would be a bad fit per se. I don't mm -hmm. think Bravo would know what to do with someone like her. No. That's and I a think different... that's when you run into the issue of the show because I don't think they would know how to to blend the theming of the show and how it feels and the mm -hmm. cast. I think that's where we would run into that. I don't think she would be a bad choice, but I think if you cast Keisha, the rest of the the cast has to make sense around her too. Like you just yeah. can't her into the like you know it just doesn't it doesn't make that sense. would be a full reboot situation in yeah. my opinion, and you have to almost cast around her mm -hmm. in that kind of situation because that yeah, that'd be a different Atlanta. I'd okay. be here for it, but that'd be a different Atlanta, baby. Very different. <laughs> Very different. Ooh, let's go over to Salt Lake City. Uh, so <laughs> I want <laughs> to the snowflakes. Uh. <laughs> See, now I'm excited because. I was just going to say, I was about to say they back, Mary Cosby back, but Mary. the last time, I know, <laughs> the last time you were here, we talked about eliminating some possible franchises yes. so that they can focus on 
not necessarily the OGs, but like focus on their major players that are working yeah. right now. So like yeah. their Potomac, their, you know, Miami, like focus on the ones that are like actually working. And we chose Salt Lake City to be one to just eliminate. Yes. They've got a start. They got a new season. It feels mm-hmm. different. It does. So I want to know, had one, how do you feel about them? And then two, are they still on the chopping block? <laughs> um, I'll make this easy for you. It's still a chop for me. Um, but I um, am enjoying the new season. I, yes. I was just having this conversation with one of my best friends yesterday. And we were asking each other, who do we think is the most overrated housewife? And then uh, the question I got back was like, actually, no. What do we think is the most overrated season? And we both, uh, a, a city. And we mm-hmm. both on Salt Lake. Um, yeah. Because I think, unfortunately, with Salt Lake, they all are trying too hard for me. It doesn't okay. read as authentic. Whitney, I enjoyed her season one, but I think this TV thing got to her head and Miss Mama has not been able to shut the hell up. And mm-hmm. I need her to just sit down and shut the hell up. Like, mm-hmm. where she, she comes from, it's just so weird. Like, it's so yeah. weird. Um, yeah. You know, I love me some Miss Mary, but it's like, y'all really got rid of the black woman and then y'all were like oh that's the one a reason people want to watch so let's bring her back it's like no yeah i don't like it because i feel mary is truly what you see is what you get i don't yes is someone like calculated like the rest of them i genuinely feel that that woman is one of the most authentic housewives because truly what history is what you get yes Um, (laughs) meredith being activated i <laughs> While I love to see Miss Marks turn up, it's it's <laughs> one of those things where I'm like, listen, Meredith, honey, I'm gonna need to get the girls, and we're gonna need to teach you how to do a nice cold read. Yes, like when she's talking like this, 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 this. I'm like, uh, 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 girl, stop it, stop it, stop it. But right, it's still, it's still a chop for me because. I feel it's a city that Bravo is forcefully trying to make happen. I feel Uh, like it was one of those cities that they were like, ooh. And I ultimately think there, I still feel this way, although I don't care for the woman. That show relied upon Jen Shaw. I think the reason it got green because of Jen Shaw and how she was and like her being over-dramatized and polarizing. I think that is why originally Salt Lake City was working in production's eyes. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like they're trying to figure out what this show is without her. And I do think Monica was a great casting choice. Yes. Um, I see Miss Drita is calling her a rat on social media. Child. <laughs> the thing, like, at the, the mess I like. The day, <laughs> if the people show up to my door and say, I got to go to court and mm-hmm. I got to be on the stand as mm-hmm. a person of color, you are about to, you, listen. Girl, are, please. <laughs> Listen, I ain't about to snitch, but I'm gonna be real. Because what we're <laughs> gonna do is say I'm lying under oath. What right. we're gonna do is then come for me for being in contempt of uh uh uh. Because listen, Lakim only got one year, but I couldn't do that. Okay, so she better than me. Nope. Y'all make it seem like when people are like, "Don't you can't snitch. You you rather go to jail. Who's to jail? Right. <laughs> Don't speak for me. Listen, the Lord <laughs> told me not to block my own blessings. <laughs> Like, no. Um, but I do like Monica. I think she was a smart casting choice. I do feel she is also kind of what you see, what you get. But I think because she was aware of the show and the gins before, I think that's where you sometimes get stuck with these casts. And so I unfortunately still feel like Salt Lake City, everyone is trying to be a housewife. But what I mean by that is like they're not showing up as themselves. They're showing right. up as housewives. And Angie K, whatever her name is, Angie K, I think that's yeah. her name. I don't really care yeah. for her either. <laughs> Like, she just tries too hard for me. I will say her husband is attractive. Um, yeah. But, 
you know, add him to the hot husbands list, but it just doesn't <laughs> give. Like, it, it doesn't give what the other shows give. It's very, like, we're making Housewives try to work. And because the city is only so big, like, we only get, we get the same places. We, we They walking down the street in the snow. We have, right. we have the shopping plaza with Heather. You know, mm-hmm. we it's just, it doesn't give us anything more exciting to focus on. And I think the snow, while it works in some areas, I honestly think it it, it washes out the show. Like, I think we need to see them in other seasons or mm-hmm. somewhere tropical. Because, you know, they couldn't travel with Jan, honey. So right. I want to see them somewhere maybe where there's a little bit more color. Mm-hmm. Not just in the setting, but people. And, yes. <laughs> and then, <laughs> maybe, then, maybe then I will enjoy it a little bit more. But I will say from what I'm watching, it is interesting entertaining but it's it's not it it's not it i everything you said is so true so i'm 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 in on salt lake this city like they're entertaining me apparently the peak not you know they okay it might be some collusion here because they keep <laughs> saying <laughs> bravo to, and peacock talking about the peacock numbers of the biggest premiere on peacock that occurred and all this kind of stuff but they won't get no numbers so i'm like okay i don't i don't know if i believe that because y'all were talking about uh what was it vanderpump and somebody mm-hmm. jersey i think at one point saying oh my god the peacock numbers are they're insane and all this kind of stuff so i don't know and they gave us numbers at that point so mm-hmm. i don't know it might be a little collusion there but I think I'm I'm in on Salt Lake City. I do think you're right though. Nobody feels like them are their authentic selves except mm-hmm. Mary on this show. Mm-hmm. Whitney has never been that girl for me. She's just another casting but they choose to keep around fine whatever. He- uh Heather I like more in her villain era because she kind of tickles me but then this season she's kind of gone back to pre, you know, when Jen was here Heather so I'm like uh-huh. uh, I don't know about that. But I think the reason this season is working so much for me is because Jen Shaw is gone. And I don't know. I always said like, but even starting in season one, one to three felt like there was such a dark cloud over Salt I Lake agree. city. And I watching it just, I was just like this show, like I don't get the same enjoyment out of it. And I don't know why I was like, something's wrong with me. Like, why can't I enjoy these women? But I was like, it just feels I don't know. It always feels like I'm missing something like some Ozark shit or some, I don't know, something's going on in the background that I, I feel like I'm missing. Yeah. And it's always criminality and thievery and, st- and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. This season, tone-wise, feels different for me. And maybe it's because, I don't know if it's because Jen's gone. I don't know if it's because they came in arguing about bathtubs. <laughs> I don't know if it's because Mary's back and can poke bun <laughs> and laugh. I don't know what it is, but it that part of it I'm really enjoying. So I think if they stick to this and if the women can actively choose to try to be themselves instead of go, you know, one thing with new cities is it's hard to get a Potomac. Mm-hmm. Potomac, those girls came in they were them. They they were them. Yep. Dallas came in. They were pretty much them because they were weirdos. So they they came <laughs> in. It was them. Salt Lake City came in, and it was like they all looked at a mood board. They're like, okay, yep. well, I'm I'm gonna try to be Nene. Why don't you try to be? Uh, you know, you can yep. be Karen Huger. You try, and it's like, uh, you can always kind of feel that too. So I think once everybody finally starts to drop the facade, yep then we maybe we can, you know, actually become an iconic city. But until then, they'll yeah. just be an entertaining Tuesday night. Them live ratings, I child. We try we trying <laughs> to see them stand on their own, but I don't know. Y'all might need a lead in. I don't know. <laughs> I'm at the below deck or somebody. I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, we'll see, child. Last thing uh that I want to touch on, because you know we only have what two episodes of Salt Lake right now. So yeah, not too much to sink our teeth into, but 
uh, Monica, I, I'm sorry, but the whole, <laughs> I feel like such an asshole, like with this whole thing, but <laughs> I know people were like, you know, they called it such like a, a beautiful moment, true authenticity, which it was. But when I first watched the scene of her crying because she went to that store and bought that Louis Vuitton, I said, girl, I, what what we doing now? Like what what what's actively happening on my TV screen? We have jumped the shark. <laughs> I just watched it, and so I I see it from both sides, right? Like I get mm -hmm. it. It's like you trying to these are your the new group of friends, and you trying to keep up, and you're trying mm -hmm. to do thing. Like it takes me back to high school, right? Where right. You know, trying to fit in where they she got the new Birkenstocks, in. right? Oh, yeah. You got the juicy couture. I got the juicy couture. Yeah. You know, like it's all that, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I felt that, and I also feel we're seeing a woman who is going through a journey of like divorce and like being a single. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that moment was just the the trigger to everything kind of like flowing out in one of those moments. Like mm. you know, a lot. And yes. it's like that one thing. It may not be the big thing, but it's like. I just they can forget, like, you yeah. know, like, start crying. <laughs> so I think yeah. maybe that's what it fully was. But yeah, I saw that too. I was like, "Girl, what? Are we, wait, what, baby? <laughs> you know, you know they, you know they filming this, right? You know, right? Okay, just wanna, you know. But again, that could have been a moment where she's being her authentic self and not thinking about the camera, and is like, you know, I, I'm really trying you to appreciate it. Women, like Jen, told me how these women are. Like I'm seeing how mm -hmm. these women are. I'm trying to you know, do the thing. I'm not what I once was, you know, she's probably, you know, mm -hmm. so yeah, but I, I got that too. It was, yeah. Which makes me, cause I'm, it, it makes me like wonder what the actual like housewives formula is when casting, because she's a great addition. Like she's very honest. She's, you know, funny. She seems like she can gel with the group. Well, like all this kind of stuff. But then I'm like, okay, well, y'all keep saying y'all want women that have these affluent lives and like all this kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. it seems like, this might stress her out a little bit. Like, I listen, I'm building, okay? I'm trying to get generational wealth over here. I got okay. multiple sources of income and stuff, but, like, don't put me on the housewives. I'm going to tell you right now, okay? You might stress I mean, me a little bit. We saw the same with Robin, right? Right, um, right. Where I feel you can still have a housewife who you look up to because they're the most relatable. Yeah. Right? Like maybe she doesn't have the same amount of money as the rest of the crew, but she's real. She mm -hmm. does have fashion. She can, she can handle herself. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there is a level of relatability that some of the other women can't provide. And I think yeah. that's where a lot of the shows have lost the point is there needs to at least be someone we can relate to. I think that's why Vanderpump rules. I know different franchises, but I think that's why it works so well for so long is mm -hmm. you're watching people that you're like, oh, they're not out here bringing in millions. Like they're working right. nine to five like me and living life and doing the thing. And so mm -hmm. I think it's great to have a relatable housewife or a casting choice because yeah, like I, I'm not rich. Like in my own life, I'm not rich. Like I, I'm okay, right? Like, right, I'm, right. <laughs> but like I go to fun things all the time. And like, mm -hmm. and I think it just goes to show maybe there are people that we can watch in real time who attaches to our audience in a way of not, maybe it's not the labels, maybe it's not the house, maybe it's not, you know, them going to fashion shows, but maybe it is that they are relatable in a sense of this is a woman going through a divorce. She got, I think, two kids. She's starting a new business. She's trying to keep her head above water. You know, she's mm -hmm. trying to fit in with a new group. Um, and, and she's not living like they're living. And there is something to say about a, a single parent or anyone who is making sure their family's together, 
doing what they have to do, you know? And so not saying that we should all struggle in life, but a lot of us can relate to the struggle because that's what we had to go through to get to where we are, you know? Absolutely. So, and comparing it to Robin is a good point too, because kind of one other thing, they, um, I think they both show us what it was like to like have that affluent life before. Yeah. And then now show what it's like to try to rebuild to get there. And I yep. think that's really relatable to a lot of people too. Even if you're just starting to try to build that, you know, that uh, generational wealth or that, you know, I just want to, you know, be able to provide for my family comfortably. I think all of them are ones that we can watch and be like, okay, see, they doing it. I, I uh -huh. think I might be able I to do, do it this too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Good point. If I've told you once, I've told you twice. Stop spending money on those overpriced meal kits and start ordering every plate. Just when you think that all meal kits are super expensive with tons of hidden fees, you get pleasantly surprised by every plate giving you the same deliciousness at a much lower price. Hoping to budget your food expenses this fall and stop ordering out every meal, <laughs> like me, get more bang for your bite with America's Best Value Meal Kit. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping with no hidden fees, so you can count on great value every single time. Plus, they send you pre-portioned ingredients so you only pay for what you need. Choose every plate over takeout to save money while still enjoying fresh, satisfying meals. Their meals are 50% cheaper than your average fast food casual meal. They're the easiest way to eat affordably. Put the money you save towards making fall plans. Along with money, you get to save a lot of time. It's Beyonce Renaissance World Tour time, and I needed some extra time to figure out what I was going to wear to the concert. I couldn't be the most basic person in the stadium because I didn't have enough time to prep an outfit. Spoiler alert, it came together wonderfully. Preparing these meals takes such little effort and time that I can use the extra time I'm saving to finally take a moment and relax after a long day's work. Every plate provides plenty of delicious variety, so the only tough decision you have to make is which incredible meal you'll make this time. With 26 tasty and affordable recipes that change every single week, it's easy to find something flavorful and satisfying for every meal of the day. Plus, Add even more delicious options to your order with up to 22 convenient sides, lunches, desserts, and oh, so much more. Get started with Every Plate for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49comics. Again, go to everyplate.com slash podcast and enter code 49comics to get started with Every Plate for just $1.49. Uh, let's go over to Roni. Woo! So, <laughs> I want to know because I think the last time we talked, I think maybe they were like just yeah, like they were just, just getting started. yeah. Mm -hmm. Now we've gotten to the midway point. You know, at first we couldn't really sink our teeth into who was our favorite, who we didn't like, and all this kind of stuff. But now we can judge a little bit. So we're more than halfway through. <laughs> who are you really, really, really like connecting to? Who do you like watching? And then who's kind of like, girl, you trying it a whole lot? I will say, okay, 
I will say bravo to bra that's funny. Bravo to bravo. <laughs> um, because I think this is one of the best ensembles I've seen in a while. Yes. Um, you know, Miami has a great ensemble, Potomac mm -hmm. has an ensemble. If they, they better get it right this season, but normally they're sure. they're good as an ensemble. Right. Um, I feel we haven't had a solid ensemble in a while. You know, Atlanta used to have a really good working ensemble. Mm -hmm. So it's been nice to really watch the new Roni thrive as a great ensemble Casper. So let me say that. I think everyone brings something likable to the table and everyone kind of brings something that I'm like, eh. but my, my standout <laughs> favorite is Jenna. I love me some Jenna. Okay. Um, Jenna, I love because I think she's very authentic. I think she's real. And I don't think that she's being disingenuine. I, I feel, cause I've seen like what's been happening online and, and the conversations mm. surrounding the show. I feel that these women are actually showing New Yorkers in a different way. Yeah. You, know, you, you always hear about New York can make or break you. Mm -hmm. And you always hear about New York really like makes people, right? And like even hearing their own individual journeys, I think they are the type of women that we're watching who they want to know everything about everyone because I think in New York, they don't really like pretenders. They don't like, you know, people who are putting on and not really their, you know, authentic self. Because if I had to go through it in New York, girl, you had to go through it in New York. And mm -hmm. that's where these conversations come from of them kind of wanting to know each other in a way of like, they kind of want to know like the good and the bad because it's yeah. like, I want to support you through the good, but I'm going to hit you with the shade of your bad like real quick. Like it's a really <laughs> weird line that's happening, but I think it's a testament of what New York is. Like New York is a very big hustle city and it's always on. And so I think we're really seeing sometimes how New Yorkers really can interact of like, you know, kind of, you know, checking each other out. We see each other, you mm -hmm. know, I think a lot of that is happening. And so I've enjoyed them a lot, but I said Jenna's a standout for me. Um, I, I love me some Uba. I yes. feel like she probably filmed as a friend of it first and then they upgraded her because like the one girl left or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I do love Uba. Um, Aaron, I know there's a lot of heat for Aaron and even with the whole Trump <laughs> donation or whatever, like that, that's all relevant to me. Don't, but what I'm about to say, don't, I, I won't disregard any of that. Mm -hmm. There's something interesting about watching her work. Um, I feel the same. I I actually like how she makes people. We got to talk about these things. Like we need yeah. to talk. About now mm -hmm. I didn't like her questioning Bryn's story to which, but but then yeah. it felt like Bryn did cop to kind of being a little bit. Much. I don't I don't know what's going on, but Erin <laughs> is someone who I think the women, while they may not have thought Bryn's joke was inappropriate. I want us to get out of the way of thinking that one thing is a solidified answer. Multiple things can right. be true at the same time. And I think she said that at the table of like, while no, I don't think you were being malicious. I just thought it was in poor taste that I didn't like it. And it was a, like, that. that is valid. And mm -hmm. I just felt like the women were protecting Bryn because they knew they were all on the shits at the party. Mm -hmm. And so, because then remember, even Aaron's sister has said something to them at the party, right? So, right. um, Erin is interesting to watch. I do love her confessional looks, like the denim on denim with the ear yeah, yeah. And like They're giving us fashion. Um, Jessel, I find her to be funny. I'm not on the Jessel hype train like everyone else, and I'm, I'm mm -hmm. curious to like where that hype train has come from. Mm -hmm. I think Bravo fans get really enamored with people that are British or have a dialect that's like, or actually, mm. it's the very- LVP so, effect. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> very like, like, I don't know. It's It's- I think Jessel, you know, I do think she's being authentic in ways, but she does also give me like in high school when the one girl was trying to fit in. So she's trying to find like that one story to tell you to like, 
fit herself in. Mm-hmm. And even her story when she was talking to them about like, oh no, this is my life journey and how I got here. I think the women, instead of first being defensive, should have like listened to it. But yeah. there are points where I think people don't know how to listen to things without taking it personal. And like when Sai was like, well, girl, this was my struggle, right? One struggle right. does not cancel out the other. Like it could both be a valid struggle. Mm-hmm. But I think that was a testament of that New Yorkness of, girl, you don't, you don't know New York. Like you're right. Like that. Trauma you're Olympics. Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like, we don't, we don't have to do that. Um, when it comes to Sai, I do like her. I mm-hmm. want her to just stop talking about food. Like I love food too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. baby, like everything can't be about food, right? Right. Um, so that was something, but also too, I want her to not feel, and again, I think this is a byproduct of being a true New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Everything isn't personal to her. And right. what others are saying isn't a threat to your journey of how you got here and what you went through, you know? And sometimes I think that's how she reads. Um, and then last and la- last and certainly not least is Bryn. Oh, Bryn. Mm-hmm. Bryn, while she's a fun and cute girl and I think she's entertaining, that is someone that I would have to watch for in my own life. Like, she gives me... Mm-hmm. She wants to be everyone's friend, so she's always going to change her story, right? Like, the first episode where she was with Sai being like, yeah, Sai, Aaron said this, and it was about the cheese. Then when we saw her, when she was talking to Aaron, it was a whole different story. Well, girl, you know, she felt this strongly, so, you know, I just kind of... You got to watch them. You got to mm-hmm. watch them. You got to watch them. Same thing when she tried to come at Jenna. Well, Jenna, I said this is in front of you, but you never told me your name was Judith. Girl, that isn't even related. Right. <laughs> you're, you're you're reaching. You're reaching. You're reaching. So Bren gives me she is a troublemaker. And I think mm-hmm. that Uba is kind of seeing that. I think Uba is very like, I think she's seeing kind of through the BS. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I've been enjoying Roni. All that to say, I've been enjoying it. I think it's what we needed. I yes. R- Ramona who? Okay, <laughs> like I don't. All the people that was like, there is no show without Ramona. It's like, baby, no, they got it. They, no, you are right. Ramona has no show, but this is the show that right. is doing well. So <laughs> I, I enjoy the Roni reboot. It honestly makes me hopeful for other reboots because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I want people to understand: Housewives is not Young and the Restless. It's not Days of Our Lives. It's not As the World Turns. At some point, the cast does have to change. Right. Like, I think people need to get familiar with that. Like. You can't have, let's say, LVP for all seasons, all 52 seasons of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Right. Right? So it's, I think that we are seeing Bravo. I'm glad they did a reboot because I think they they recognize if we don't start rebooting this stuff, it's going to go stale uh-huh. and no one's going to watch it. No shade, but Love and Hip Hop, I don't watch anymore. Want to know Me why? Neither. It's the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And over and over and over and over <laughs> again. I can't I can't even tell you why Rashida and Kirk are still on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Rashida sure. released music in X amount of years, and your story is not crucial to you being a part of Love and Hip Hop. So, no. but again, that's them taking a cast member and stretching them and stretching them and stretching them, and they're not relevant to actually what's happening. Mm-hmm. Or are they in touch with current things that are happening? Not saying that Rashida's not plugged into the music world because we know her and Candy are best friends, but let's be clear, Rashida's not being featured. She does have a talk no. show. How does that relate to the premise of love and hip hop, right? Right. Same thing with, with Real Housewives. 
Yeah, we can have people who are single, recently broken up or pursuing love. You can have someone going through a divorce. You can have somebody married. You can have whatever the, the scenario is. Mm -hmm. You can build around it because it's an ensemble show. And the rules of this are we're watching a friend group and their challenges and their ups and downs. And so friend groups also change. Mm -hmm. People leave. People join. And I think Roni is showing we could get fresh housewives if done the right way, if casting is done the right way and is uh -huh. and is intentional. Yeah. Right. So and I and I that's why I said I'm hopeful. But I, I'm loving Roni. I I'm ready for the reunion. Honestly. Yeah, I'm really ready for the reunion. I'm ready to see how the rest of the season plays out too, because I'm uh I'm a Jessel fan. I do like Jessel. I like her, but not like uh I feel like some are like doing it with like the group settings. I actually like mm -hmm. her because of her home life. I like her and Poppy's relationship. I like like her opening up to her mom the way she did. And it felt like it wasn't just a, okay, I need to do this on camera. I need to do this on mm -hmm. camera. It felt like that whole moment felt like so genuine and stuff like that. I really, I like Justin a lot. I really like uh, Uba. I really like Jenna. And mm -hmm. I really, I, Chad, y'all hate me all y'all want. I really like Aaron too, because I feel like Aaron is kind of a necessary evil in a way. Yeah. Like she, you kind of need that energy amongst this group. And she's really like people were shocked that like uh well, who was it? It was yeah, Jessel and Aaron got first seat at the reunion, right? Yes. I'm about to say, I feel like Aaron, if nobody else, I could justify that. I'm like, okay, she's she's bringing she's right. We're gonna talk about this now. Like the first okay. her and Bryn, her and Jessel, her and Bryn again, like her and Sai. <laughs> like mm -hmm. she, she's literally, and then I know in the trailer, I don't think we've gotten there yet, but her and Uba have a moment. Yes. Um, you know, so more I think it's this upcoming up. Well, by the time y'all listen to this episode, it'll be last night's episode. But I think that's this week. I think the whole like I think she hides Aaron's phone. Oh no, she hides Uba's phone. Uba snatches her son's glass. She's like, "Well, I'm gonna keep these in the same amount of time mm -hmm. you keep my phone." So it's the, yeah, I think things about to go down between those two. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the and that's that's always crazy too because they started off as like the most like genuine friends in a group because yeah. they like had a relationship prior and prior. So it, it's it's all interesting to see play out. I I Absolutely. you're right. I agree that this is one of the best ensembles: Miami, Potomac, like it all. It, it gives the way it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. There's the only person I think that I've cooled on a bit and not like, not cool that I want them out to show or anything, just like not as like hyped about them as I was in the beginning. It's probably his brand. And I think yeah. just simply because like, she's a product of us not seeing any of her real life. Yep. And I think that it's really, <clears throat> we forget a lot of times that we need that in order to kind of, form bonds with these characters we haven't seen her home or anything so it feels like she's just someone that comes in and just like oh i'll crack a joke here i'll make a laugh there i might cry someday and then i'll go home and y'all won't see any of that side of my life right. and i don't know if that's a it might be a production thing it might I think be a those, production thing right because right. like, they, they don't get to choose what we because i'm sure they filmed her at home like everyone i'm right. sure they, you know they got to see your life so mm -hmm. it could be a production thing um and also knowing remember they removed a cast member so like it could have been a right to where they certain things are on the cutting room floor of like what makes sense and mm -hmm. i agree i think with bren she, i i've cooled on her a little bit and i think we did see some parts of her right so her talking yeah. about being biracial and getting her hair done and like her mm -hmm. going to the black salons growing up and how that was crucial for her development those yeah. are things that i want more of like yeah I, you know more of that and unfortunately i feel to your point 
by us not seeing more of her home life, it's a discredit to her and it's a disservice. Yeah. Like we did see her like what her ex fiance that one episode where they were like out looking at the car and mm-hmm. you know, so it. I think she's giving stuff, but we're just not seeing it, and I, I want to know the why. Right, and then that that scene in particular kind of made me not. It made me more curious about her because I'm like, okay, you're saying that like y'all weren't gonna get me well, you know, he proposed to you and all that, but like from what we're seeing, he seems like a pretty decent guy, and y'all seem to have like an amazing connection. So then, it just makes right. me wonder more. I'm like, okay, well why didn't it work out like we need we need to like flesh this stuff out will it work yep. out are y'all gonna get back like we don't know and this i don't know there's a lot more questions around her i think than anybody else right now and i think we need to actively try to solve some of those yep. in order to and i think it, she was really a victim of uh the edit not showing what she did for a living because mm-hmm. you have no the people not saying it's right, but they're gonna speculate if they right. don't know because we child, we don't think that Marlo affords all those clothes because of late archive that she started two seasons ago. Like we don't. I'm sorry. That that okay. was never that's not a thing. So people are gonna wonder why you have what you have, how you're able to hang out with the gentle lions and in this circle always showing up in your furs, as Jocelyn Hernandez says. <laughs> so like I need to like we need answers to these things. And so like no Absolutely. home life, no occupation. It's like and, you know, according to her, she's one of the best, like, PR people out there. So it's like, well, damn, let me see that. That's interesting right. as fuck. Like, I want to see all. But she's a victim of that. And maybe we'll, I don't know, season two or maybe later this season. I don't know. Because it does seem like there's a lot we haven't seen. And I feel like mm-hmm. this second half of the season is going to explain why Jessel is in that seat next to Andy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, last thing before we go over to OC, though. How did you feel about the whole... I'm flying down early because I ain't flying coach with you motherfuckers thing. Something. <laughs> my coin is my coin. Okay. Oh. And wherever we travel, whether it be Paris, mm-hmm. Bahamas, mm-hmm. Montana. Okay. If I decide to fly first or business class. That is my business. Okay. Bloop. Listen, I am someone who has worked hard for everything that I have. I'm thankful to God for the blessings that I have. And at a certain point in life, I used to pray for the life that I have, right? Why would I want to then say, well, why, if I want to be comfortable, Mm -hmm. that's not, I'm not saying that I'm, I don't like y'all by sitting over here. I want to be comfortable. Uh You know, Jenna wants to be comfortable. If she can afford it, why are y'all mad? Like I could understand if it was like, oh, we're going on a bachelorette trip to Vegas and we're all going to fly coach and do the thing. Okay, you know what? Right. Sure, Sure. right? But don't get mad because somebody's flexing their coins and you couldn't afford first class. Or you didn't think to book it. (laughs) So I don't don't understand the conflict here. What it gives me is just there's a level of insecurity. I think Jenna Lyons is the popular, not popular girl. And what I mean by that is she doesn't view herself as popular. She views herself as Jenna. She's Jenna. Mm -hmm. Like, she does her thing. She is who she is, but I think other people are aware of her and who she is. And there's something about that that's triggering for them. That she yeah. be so, you know, down to earth. But then in those moments when she wants to clock in and it's Jenna Lyons, mm-hmm. then they're like, but wait, we can't, I we can't compute, you know. <laughs> so I, I'm not mad at her. Hell, I'd have been sitting next to Jenna with a glass of champagne. Cheers. Like, okay. What, like, what, what's wrong with that? I don't understand. I don't I've told y'all, I've said it on this podcast before. Me and my cousins have like actively chosen 
I, I hate saying it, but, but like we we've actively chosen not to struggle travel. <laughs> so like we don't. Okay. <laughs> we do we know what kind of hotels we want to stay at. We know the comments. Like, cause I'm listen. My friends tricked me into flying Spirit one time. Woo. Never again. Never again. So I'm I know how what airlines I'm willing to fly. I know the type of seat I might want. Economy. I might want first class. I think that's okay. okay. I want a certain kind of hotel. Like I'm okay. I'm okay with everybody traveling the way they need to. And listen, if you got to travel away and leave some people behind, I think that's okay too. I mean, just, I'm, I'm just saying. You know, everybody we all got them friends. Okay, can everybody can't come, I and mean, that's okay. I think all of y'all listening need to get in that habit. If you want to travel somewhere and your friend group does not want to go or cannot afford to go, you can. How about that? I'm just Hello. saying you can afford to. Uh, that's how I am. So I'm team Jenna on that all the way. Uh, last thing, let's touch on mar- uh, I'm say marital medicine. Chad, I'm missing them, girl. <laughs> oh, speaking of Dr. Jackie, <laughs> right, Doctor Simone, Doctor you- Heavenly, <laughs> Lisa, Lisa how are Nicole? you? Right, Toya. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Uh, they've dropped us a trailer. How do you? Are you excited for the new season? Are you nervous because they've kind of not changed the formula, but they they've thrown another kind of person in the mix. I'm okay. The season is probably going to give you know drama, Mm -hmm. but I feel like Bravo is doing the thing where they're just trying to force things to work, and they knew Phaedra could not go back to Atlanta because of Candy, so they put her on on Married to Medicine. Right. Um, I think they were doing a soft launch with Phaedra with Dubai, and of course, Mm -hmm. Girls Trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm excited to see Miss Parks on TV, but I don't know. That's my concern. Like, even when you mentioned Mariah Hutt going to Atlanta, I feel certain shows have a certain formula where yeah. you have to kind of like it's authentic to the show, right? Like married to medicine, right? Let's mm-hmm. not have it where they're gonna say Phaedra's just now just now recently dating a doctor. Right. And that's on the show. And they've only been together like three months. No, don't give me that. Right. Um, I've also heard the angle of, well, you know, Phaedra has her juris doctorate and she's a mortician and blah, 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 blah. That might be a better route because yeah. you could then solidify her in the world of like, okay, morti- you know, mortician science is a whole nother type of thing and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That could actually be an interesting angle if they right. go that angle. And I'm hoping that's the angle that they go. I'm hoping it's not the angle that she's linked to, you know, but like, I don't think that's authentic. Right. Um, I'm a little nervous too because I know Quad has been going through a lot with her family. Um, mm-hmm. oh. You know, with the loss of her aunt and her niece, and yeah. knowing that grit, her ex husband is back with his new wife. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're trying to do to this show. And where I'm nervous about this is certain decisions like this on the front and make me a little nervous because it shows me the network may not believe in a show like this. When Married Which to is crazy. Medicine, when Married to Medicine is actually one of their best, if not the best show, because they are authentic. This is a mm-hmm. real group and we see, we see it play out, you know, like people hurt and they, like when Jackie and Simone were falling, oh, that I was, know. that was real, mm-hmm. right? So I just don't want these decisions of like bringing Dr. Greg back and bringing Phaedra on to kind of quote unquote spice it up. I hope that they don't cheapen it. And I unfortunately feel like Bravo does this often with shows with people of color. It takes mm-hmm. me back to when they made Nicki Minaj randomly like host the Potomac reunion. <laughs> when it was right. like, if you really wanted someone, where was Z-Way? Like, right. you know, we need someone who's actually going to do the job. And I feel that Bravo does not really lean in especially when it comes to our black shows um 
to know how to properly handle it. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of nervous. Like I'm excited to see Phaedra in a way, but I'm I'm a little hesitant to be honest with Mary. Tonight. I'm a little nervous. I'm I'm very excited to see what the new season gives, but it. it that's the one show where I've never like demanded like, oh, okay, we need we need to change something, we need to reboot and all this kind of stuff. Even me, I was you know I'm the biggest Mariah Hook fan on the planet, right. but even me, I'm like, okay, they still giving us enough to where like I'm not like trying to force pin her back into this show, especially right. if all the girls are actually trying to keep her off of it. I'll just want Mariah somewhere else. Give me a Mariah, you know, if if she goes with Carlos and does her own like. Love and Marriage Atlanta. Okay, I'm watching that. Like, but I don't need to like force her back into Marriage Medicine if it's not going to work authentically with this group of mm-hmm. girls. And so I'm nervous because it's always to me been the best show on Bravo. And now I'm like, okay, we might be going in a different direction. We still got all our linchpins. We still got right. Heavenly and you know uh, Jackie and Simone Toya. You know Toya keeps up mess, and you know so she we'll keeps see how it goes. And she keeps moving home, so I'm wondering exactly. if she's home this season. <laughs> I mean, that's a fact. I wasn't shade. That I, it was I, not. I, I, I mean, you know, I, every season there's a new. Built her dream house and left immediately. I I don't understand it, but you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who who am I to understand it? I guess I don't know. <laughs> Chad, let's go to OC uh, to kind of wrap out our conversation. Uh, Tamra hates Jen. Like I'm convinced. Like they, they are not friends. I'm absolutely convinced they hate each other. And at this point, what do you feel like Jen needs? I don't know if you uh. I know you've been, uh, you know, kind of keeping track of OC. I don't know if you've seen the most recent episode where Vicky popped up and uh-huh. and Jen okay. was getting camera at that table. Ooh, I hope that energy comes to the reunion. Like that's what Jen needs. To... Where I'm pissed about this, okay? Because I got I got to do a little reading. Yeah. Um, okay. We love that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> as much as Tamara loves to say Dorinda is desperate, Tamara is showing how hella desperate she is on this show and is thirsty. You would think the woman is dehydrated and really needs like an IV to give her some nutrition and some and some some electrolytes and get that hydration back to where it needs to be. Because coming on a show with someone that you claim to be your quote unquote friend and then leveraging them as a means for you to be relevant on a show when you ain't bringing nothing else to the table is pretty pathetic and sad. Like what it gives me is you were so desperate to be back on this show. You were showing production. You're willing to do any and all things, back bends, sit-ups, flip-flops, whatever you need to do to stay on this show and not lose your orange again. And it's pretty sad because you, Renna, Marlo, taint these shows and make yeah. them bearable because it's not real like how dare you sit there and if this is your friend why were you not having conversations with her prior to the camera started picking up why are you leveraging her as a means to an end so that at the end of the season she's in shambles you're back where you need to be then next season you're gonna play the victim with her girl i was just trying to be your friend and like you know i'm honest and we just have to do the honest thing oh if we gonna be honest Let's talk about where your son was on January 6th. Let's talk Ooh. about it. So I don't like when this stuff happens because this is, I've said on this show, on your show before, mm-hmm. we need to stop bringing housewives back on these shows because this is what we get. Mm-hmm. They're too desperate to be back. So they're willing to do any and all things to not get fired. Look at Sheree. Look at all the, look at Sheree. She yeah. can't stay on a website thinking she's breaking the internet. That is what <laughs> we fill these people's heads with. They are filled with not 
real things of them coming back on these shows. So Tamara can yeah. go back to two teas in a pod with her and Teddy, <laughs> and they can sit from the bandstands eating peanuts and popcorn and recapping these shows because it was pretty sad to see how this woman came back on this show. You mad about Heather? You mad mm. about you? It, it's just it's just it's it's nasty work. It's real nasty work because at the end of the day, I'm sure Tamara's like, well, girl, you know, we're doing a show, and like, I don't mean it like that. How Tamara works is this. She's the biggest instigator and the biggest pot stirrer. And then when it comes to the heat on her, case of point, her, Taylor, and Heather, she threw Taylor clear under that bus as if there Ooh. was no camera there. I remember when her ass was running away from a table years ago because you couldn't take the heat that you started. Mm -hmm. So how dare you? And if you genuinely cared about this woman as your friend, you would have gave her the due diligence off camera to let her know, hey, friend, I don't think this man is for you. Let me count the ways here. I'm not going to blast you like that on TV. We're going to have to talk about it, but I'm trying to let you know what's going on. But no, you're quick to throw her to the wolves and bounce back to Vicky, who showed you she prioritized a man who won shit over your friendship, and you want to be sitting with her. You want to be back sitting with Shannon, right? So yeah. how does that make sense for anybody watching the show? It doesn't. You're right. Doesn't. So You're right. you know, maybe she should use her own CBD treatments and, and calm down. Cause like I just <laughs> I I don't like it because Tamara could have come back in a way that was refreshing. She literally, mm. she literally helped OC be such a crucial pillar of Housewives fandom and franchise years ago. Mm. She could have come back with a fresh approach to this, like, hey, you know what? I've gone through some things. I'm back. She could have been funny while still holding people accountable. She's not funny. She's just honestly annoying and frustrating. And no one is able, able to really pin her. I think Heather does. And I think Emily and Gina can clock her. But they need to stay consistent and stay on yeah. the Because yeah. it's truly Tamara who is around here causing all the ruckus and making y'all think it's each other. I literally, I, I this past episode just got to the point of Maine for me and i don't like mean tv like i don't like the way like i we know drew lies in atlanta but like i don't like the way that like some of them choose to just like be openly mean to her for no right. reason and treat right. her like she's not a part of the cast i don't like that this is what it feels like in oc because it feels like okay we've now talked about this for what 12 i don't know how many episodes like a lot of episodes now and i've told y'all I'm going to stick beside him. <laughs> like, that should be that on that. The right. fact that you keep saying, no, I'm your friend, so I'm going to belittle you to the point where you feel like you have to leave. I don't like any of that. And I don't like that. I, 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 my my hope for that scene as it was developing was that Emily in particular, because I've come to hold Emily in higher regard than most of them on this show. Mm -hmm. So I was hoping that Emily would have turned to Tamara and said, okay, but she that's not what she wants to do. You keep wanting to throw these bullets at her. She said it's okay. She knows about it. Leave her alone. I was hoping somebody would have turned around and just said that. Shannon looked like she was gearing up to the point, but she just was kind of in the corner like, wow, oh no. Oh, I hate this. Let's leave her alone. That kind of stuff. But like, Tamara, if anybody, if you or Vicky would have said something at the table, maybe she would have stopped or maybe she would have taken a beat to just let Jen be. But like, clearly all of this is weighing on this woman. Like, why does it need to be this incessant? Like, damn. And that makes me feel like, okay, we still got, I don't know, probably, what, maybe five episodes like into five the reunion. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. I would assume that we're still going to get this beat, like this beating a dead horse this entire time until the reunion. And yeah. I'm like, okay. What does that mean for next season? Because obviously, Jen was a great new addition. She's going to come she back. Was. So what does this mean for next season now? Now I'm wondering, like, okay, 
what we go like y'all y'all have y'all have done better than last season last season it was weird to you know uh to make heather the focal point that that was that was a choice mm-hmm. it didn't work out but it was a choice uh but now you've kind of gotten pieces in place to where it's a much more digestible show but like now how do we go from beating a dead horse all season to one making shannon talk about what's really going on to making them for lead Jen hell alone about you know what Ryan ought to come to the reunion and propose that's what the hell he needs to do to get that get Listen. all y'all damn back man that's my husband be now I got to fight you if you talk Listen. about him okay he come out and say look I heard what y'all had to say mm. I made mistakes we done talked about it we're getting married what else y'all got to say like okay what else is going on Tamara I, I just I anytime I say Tamara do you ever do you ever do this. Anytime I say Tamara, I think Tamara from uh Yes, <laughs> Bell Collective. <laughs> uh, but no, I just it's just sad because I remember how Tamara was so, you know, primed of coming back and like, okay. but she's not really bringing anything new. It's much of the same. It's the same instigation tactics. It's the same her call, like stirring up the pot. It's the same her being insecure about Heather and still saying she's Heather's friend. Like, girl, pick a lane and stick to it. Mm-hmm. I think Teddy has rubbed off on, off on you some. Like, you need to kind of like, Oof. just ground yourself, girl. You, yeah. You're no longer watching from the sidelines. You're in the game. I don't think you realize you're in the game. Click in. Like, hey, be real, you know. You know when you play your video game and it's like, would you like to continue? Hit yes and keep going. Like, yes. You know, she just gives old housewives in a sense of she's pulling from the old book of hers, mm-hmm. and it's like that's not what the shows are anymore. Like, you gotta yeah. adjust yourself. And again, people slip into the villain role or the instigator role because they don't want to talk too much about themselves. So. Yeah. Cause chat, I ain't even gonna say. Mm-hmm. I'm about to go. Y'all about to say something. I'm gonna leave it alone. But you're right. Like th- there needs to be. <sighs> Tamara really could have like used this as a way to like kind of revitalize her as a housewife and come back differently. But it really wasn't. It was a way of like bringing because the first couple episodes that you know the whole you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar, all of that. It did. It felt like we got like hit over the head with Tamara a little bit. So I'm curious if she's gonna watch this and be like, okay. I might have come in a little strong. No. Let me, you don't think so? <laughs> no, she's going to think, oh my God, I did it. I'm back. I'm making Double them down. I'm making them work. Like this whole, <laughs> we're talking about things. We need to be honest. Like, let's be really honest about your life. Like there was a point in time your daughter did not like you. How dare you tell someone she's ruining her family? Like that, that was bold. Like that yeah. was bold. I'm mm-hmm. like, you want to sit here like you want sitting on watch what happens live and on our TV screens talking about your strained relationship. But you have the gall to come at somebody like Brandon. Not that that's it. not that that's what I was gonna say earlier, and I chose not to, and then you said it. Oh my god. <laughs> Because if Janet said that at the table, I'm I would have been like, shade. I'm being factual. <laughs> that woman told us what was going on in her life, and we saw it played on social media. So it and it and it behooves me because <laughs> it's just like how Kim Zosiak does when she wanted to try to act like because she got married to Croy, all the shit that she did with Big Papa wasn't happening. No, sis, right? Did that on this show? But the end. Of that was I'm married now. Okay, we're talking. Yes, yes, but <laughs> that furniture was from Big Papa. No, no, 
No, roll the tape, right? Same okay. Thing with, same thing with Tamara. We got all this stuff on tape. We got you on here doing all this stuff. It's just very nasty work because what it shows me is Tamara herself is insecure on how these new housewives operate. And so she came in and shook it up because she needed it to be on her playing field, on her turf, because she can't stand 10 toes down. If the girls really knew who she was and were smarter than her in a sense of staying two steps ahead, they would be they would clock it. But I love Heather's quote of where they said, What is it? Where there's smoke, there's fire. And she said, But you know what there also is? Arson. That right there. <laughs> Heather needs to keep Tamara's car. And I really wish Heather yep. would really lean into her bag. This is the moment that I want Heather to lean in her big bag. Yeah. Comfort it. Like, cause this and Taylor was a flop this season. Like they had us so Yeah. I said the same thing. Like I felt like she started off so promising, then it was like she just Went into the it background. Started with the the, the botch pl- press release. First, remember they were saying she was going to be a housewife. Then right. it was, oh, we say she coming back to the show. Then it was you know she's just a friend of. Then we see her on the show. Then it's you got an issue with Heather and IMDb. Then it's right girl. And then what's crazy is it was Tamara who did that to you. But then you didn't want. I don't understand what it is about these women not wanting to go up against the people that are calling them out. Like. Right, these alliances and things are not going to save you, and it's not going to save the show. So you better click in and clock in on those who are being disingenuous to you. Hold oh. them accountable and keep it pushing. That's what I love about New Roni is like the conflicts don't last too long because they bring them up, they talk about it, they move on. Like that's right. what it needs to be. But with OC, Tamara is someone who has to keep the pot stirring because they can never come back on her. So people need to just start wisening up, get uh-huh. smarter clock her on it and keep your foot on her neck because like I just can't mm-mm, mm-mm. that's what needs to happen. and you know what this uh the thing that I've enjoyed kind of seeing like it kind of as a backline plot is that I've loved seeing this it's just so slight but this ever brewing tension between Heather and Tamara I'm hoping it comes to a head at some point because yeah. I think some chin checking needs to go on and I think that if if Heather, because Heather almost is like Jen at this point, where I feel like the ladies don't, I don't know if they just don't feel like they have a genuine connection with her, so it's, she's like now a target or what it is, but she seems to be in the exact same seat as Jen a lot, and so I'm like, okay, if y'all was smart, y'all would do some teaming up, some tag teaming or something, because like, what is going? Y'all are letting uh like like we love mess, but like y'all letting Tamra run amok. Like y'all let, as Mama D said, y'all are running amok in the kingdom. In the like, yes. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's that level of insecurity. I think we see it in every housewife city where people are threatened by those who they don't need to be threatened by. Like Heather having all this money should not be a threat to y'all. Like if that's y'all friend, right. why is that a threat? And I feel sometimes they these these casted you know characters people talent whoever these stars that we watch Mm -hmm. i think unfortunately they don't know how to take certain stuff like that and so they want the playing field a little bit more even so they align themselves to like kind of come at the people that they feel are kind of a little bit higher Mm because at the end of the day like heather while she's not my favorite i'm gonna be fair like the girl ain't really doing much and y'all trying to pin this stuff about shannon on her and it's like if shannon clearly is calling y'all and talking to y'all when she's intoxicated like how's that heather's fault and how do y'all know everything (laughs) outside like i'm trying to make that make sense for me so yeah it just It gives a big question mark because OC, that's one thing about OC they never got right. They always do that pack mentality bandwagon of ganging up against like the one or two people per season. Like remember when it used to be mm-hmm. Gretchen, Alexis. The, yes. They, you know, it always it's always a rotating target. Shannon, when she first came, Kelly, you know, mm-hmm. like it 
it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. And again, it's pages from old housewives formula that needs to go away. And we need mm. to just be more real. Yes. Agreed. Okay. I think we gave y'all enough for a weekend. Lord Jesus. We gave y'all some, some Marvel. We dug into these housewives. We gave y'all an episode. Okay. Brandon, as yeah. always, uh, thank you for being here. This you was know, <laughs> I always love when family insight. calls. I, I answer yes. all, you know, it's always good to be here with family. And you know, I'm just gonna always keep it real because I I love these shows and the constructive feedback I give is because I've seen these shows when they first started. Like I'm not new to this. I've, I've seen them at their best. Yeah, I've seen that I've watched Housewives OC since day. One, so mm -hmm. that's how I know a lot about these shows is because I've I've grown up with them. I mm -hmm. I've seen them and I've seen what works, what doesn't work, and so it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you gotta sometimes give them the feedback because you want them to be great. And I think Housewives, unfortunately, we have to keep up with our audience, and yeah, I think that Bravo really needs to grow with their audience. And I think the, in certain ways they are right. Like we get the breaking mm -hmm. of the fourth wall, we get which is I think is smart. But again, we were casting people who don't need to be cast. So, you know, I'm going to always give my two cents because whether they take it or not, somebody watching and somebody. Right. So <laughs> it might it might be a little voice in the back of the head for somebody. So, OK, listen, NBC, Bravo. We just we we trying to make things. You listen, know. let me tap into my Wanda. Let me where my dark hole. Yes. OK. I know that's right. Up there. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, tell them where they can find you, support uh, you, tell them all the things. Course. You can find me on Instagram at b.good, the E is silent, um, or on my website, brandongoodrights.com. Hit me up. I'm around. I'm here. Um, but yeah, that, that's where y'all can find me. Uh, keep up with me. You'll always see I'm all over the place. So yeah. <laughs> and of course, I'm still trying to push him to start a podcast. So we're going to see how that Listen, goes. <laughs> I, everyone keeps asking for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say never say never. There you um, go. It's something, it's something that there are, I will say there's active conversations behind the scenes. That's all I'll say right now. See, there uh, you go. So we, we will see, we will see, um, yes. we will see, but I always appreciate you, Kendrick. Thank you for having me. It's all the time. Thank you for coming. I always love these chats the most because we get into the things. Okay. Yes. I love it. Oh, y'all. I've been Kendrick. That's been Brandon me. and we'll see ya. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at realitycomics2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.